0: What's up, everybody, and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Kickin' Out at Two this week. I'm your host, the Master of Ceremonies, Dave Rosenbluth, and we've got an exciting show for you planned this week as we plan to introduce a new concept to Kickin' Out at Two. The very first installment of the My Favorites series. Have you ever browsed online, searched on certain websites, consecutively each and every time you're on the internet? Or have you ever uh gone onto any streaming sites or your cable and you have favorite channels or favorite television shows to watch? All of those would be labeled under a My Favorite section. Well, here at Kickin' Out at Two, we have favorite matches, favorite moments, favorite storylines, favorite wrestlers. You name it, they are our favorites. And we plan to cover those down the line as a part of the madness here at Kickin' Out at Two. And if you have any favorite matches, storylines, favorite wrestlers, then give us a shout on social media. Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash out at two. And if you haven't done so already hit the like button and join in on the retro pro wrestling banter, the fun. Well, it doesn't end there. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at kicking out two. It's at K I C K N O U T. And the number two, we have polls, pictures, links to archive shows, and so much more. Now. I wouldn't be able to do this on my own because, uh, as you can tell, I'm stumbling over my words right now, but I have a very special guest of mine here joining me today in Kicking Out at Two is we're going to cover one of our favorite matches, our favorite SummerSlam matches in the history of the Summer Classic event. We've, stick- we've stuck with the SummerSlam theme here at Kicking Out at Two this month. We covered SummerSlam 1997 in watch-along form. My brother Justin and I, we did the uh, Trading Places series where we took SummerSlam 1997. We reversed the decisions and we tried to figure out what the impact of the landscape of WWF storylines at that time would be based on those reverse decisions well we're like I said sticking with the SummerSlam theme and uh, our favorite match that we're going to cover in long form today is Shawn Michaels Triple H the unsanctioned match from SummerSlam 2002 after Shawn Michaels made his triumphant return from a four-year absence and this week joining me Normally, Justin is going to be my co-pilot, but like I said to you in previous episodes, the rotating round table of guest co-hosts consists of friends, family, maybe my wife, maybe my stepson, who knows, anybody that wants to talk pro wrestling with me, retro pro wrestling talk, by the way, then they can come here and kicking it out at too. So without further ado, let me introduce to you this week's special guest co-host, a good buddy of mine, dear friend. We work together in our real life, uh, you know, bill-paying jobs, the job that... Uh, not so much fun from from time to time, but it can be. Mr. Chris Donovan. Chris, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having
0: me. It's a pleasure to have you on board, having someone that uh, you know has similar likes and interests in pro wrestling. Give us a little bit of a background, if you will, on your pro wrestling fandom, maybe some of your favorites, uh, without getting into this favorite, of course, uh, and, and, and how you got started as a, as a pro wrestling fan.
1: Uh, I got started as a pro wrestling fan in the early 90s uh my dad and uncle would uh, have like a guys day basically and we would be watching wrestling when all the females in our uh, family would go out and do whatever they did get their mam- female stuff done. yeah exactly <laughs> so we would be uh at home ordering pizza watching wrestling me and my brother continued on the uh love for wrestling and just been a fan ever since the early 90s so I'm big uh rock fan Huge HBK fan, obviously. That's why I picked uh, this as one of my favorite matches. Um, recently, I mean, I like the newer guys. I like the Finn Balors. Yep. And, yeah, but this is a retro show, so let's talk about the old
0: guys. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about the old guys. But, I mean, if you want to tell us, you know, who, who, who you like currently now, I mean, you never know. Sometimes.
1: Huge uh, Seth Rollins fan.
0: Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. I, I'm a, I I dig Seth. I dig Seth for sure um, But I mean if, if there's something Going on in today's You know Current landscape That kind of ties Into a retro discussion Then I'll obviously Bring oh, it absolutely. up But I mean you know You know you, you can't ignore What's out there Currently right now But you know Like I said This show Basically retro themed throwback Discussions of You know Covering the The 80s The 90s The early to mid 2000s So uh, The golden years the, the golden years Of pro wrestling Yes absolutely Even though some people Say that the The mid 90s uh, 93 to like 95 And somewhere in 96 6 Wasn't you know wasn't as good But nonetheless you know everyone's got an opinion So uh, you know and you're welcome to express That opinion on Facebook Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two And on Twitter at kicking out Two uh, we'd love to hear Your feedback and, and what you think of the Shows and what you think of the concepts and uh, What you would want us to discuss Anything retro so by all Means let your voice be heard on our social Media platforms uh, This sh- I'm excited about covering this subject because uh I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan like you and I felt there was a void missing for the 4 years that he was gone because he was one of my all-time favorites in the in the WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. So his return to in 2002 in this match against Triple H was uh I wouldn't say it was a uh, it, it, it I wouldn't say it was emotional for me, but like it struck a chord with me. I was I was very happy to see, you know, because at that time in 2002, WWE was in some ways not changing the business, but they were the only game in town. You know, they had bought WCW a year prior. ECW had folded, and so we were in the midst of the brand extension, and I really wasn't on board with the early days of the brand extension. So kind of a little piece of yesteryear coming back at that time was very fitting for me as a fan with Shawn Michaels uh, entering the fold, even if it was just for one night only. It turned out it wouldn't be the case. We'll get into that later. But uh, what were your thoughts on um, Shawn Michaels and – his absence and the four-year absence that, 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 that he had to go through with the, with the surgery, the back surgery, the injury taking place um, leading up to this match.
1: I mean, going all the way back to the Rumble in 97 when he suffered the career-threatening injury, like people thought that he would never wrestle again. And he was able to fight through it, give us a match at uh, WrestleMania that year against Austin was a good match, kind of a passing of the torch moment, but that four years when he wasn't in there from Mania uh, 98 to the 2002 SummerSlam that we're about to cover, like it was weird because like yeah, he would like pop in from here or there and like special guest referee and brief stint as the commissioner of Monday Night Raw, but it was, like you said, it was like it was kind of sad, I mean not to get too emotional, but like (laughs) I loved watching HBK grow up. Um, I mean, he grew, he, he was,
0: it's a great point you bring. I'm sorry to interrupt, but he grew up right in front of our very own he, eyes. He like, really did. He
1: started with Gennetti
0: yeah, and the, the Rockers. Rockers and
1: then became a full-fledged like singles wrestler
0: now, all the way on, through the 90s. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, Triple H, who at that time of Michael's departure was really coming into his own as his own personality— Reforming DX With X-Pac And the New Age Outlaws And Eventually That DX Disbanding And him Becoming more of a Main player in the main event scene as the cerebral assassin, the the game Triple H, King of kings. the King of Kings. I mean, there's so many names that he has dubbed himself, and others have uh, coined the phrase when it comes to him. But uh, you had someone like him who built up such a big resume in that four year period be- before Michaels had returned. That when Michaels came back and they were set to meet each other at SummerSlam. In some ways, even though Michaels had legendary status going into that match, and I would say probably Hunter was just a little bit past his prime in this time period, uh, skill-wise, in my opinion. uh, He was right up there on the same level as Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But to really set the scene for this, you kind of have to go back a little bit, back to late 97, when the two of them had formed their group. They weren't DX at the time, but... Shawn Michaels was the guest referee in the Bret Hart Undertaker uh, championship match from SummerSlam 97. And the edict in that match was that if Michaels had shown any favoritism towards Undertaker and tried to intentionally screw Bret out of the title, that Shawn Michaels would never be able to wrestle again in the United States. Closing moments of that match... Bret Hart kind of was baiting Shawn Michaels into nailing him with a chair, going so far as he spit in his face. Michaels cocks back, takes a swing. Bret Hart ducks. Boom. Undertaker out cold. Michaels realizing, and if you watch the, the match, you go back, he goes, oh shit. Uh, Michaels knows you know he's got to make the cover otherwise his career is done so in the process he saved his own ass but he accidentally screwed the undertaker uh, which led to of course hell in the cell the legendary match at bad blood that we'll cover another time and then of course the survivor series 97 the montreal screw job everyone's covered that i really don't want to get into too much about that but 1997 the tail end was kind of a turning point for Shawn Michaels with his association with Triple H, and their eventually forming DX and uh, really making a, a big splash in the, uh, the, the early parts of the Attitude Era, which brings us to 1998. You said that, that 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 match at the Royal Rumble with the Undertaker, the casket match that suffered, you know, Michael suffered the uh, the back injury. That same night, Austin won the Royal Rumble. The scene was set for WrestleMania 14. Shawn Michaels defending the World Wrestling Federation Championship against Stone Cold Steve Austin, with Mike Tyson as a special enforcer. And of course, as we all know, Tyson helped Austin win, knocking out Michaels. And Michaels walked away, and like I had said earlier, Triple H reforming DX. As a Michaels fan, just briefly, tell me what your thoughts were as we all knew that Michaels was done and he may never wrestle again. What were your thoughts go, uh, leaving out of that WrestleMania w- with Michaels' career in pretty much in question?
1: I mean, like you said, we all knew that Austin was winning the belt that night like even though we all knew it it was still kind of like bittersweet to see like we knew michael's was going to walk away we didn't know if it was going to be forever we didn't know if it was going to be for 4 months 6 months whatever the time frame was going to be we thought that this might be the last time we see him so it was kind of like like I said earlier passing of the torch one like it, it was it was Austin's time yep it wasn't michael's time anymore And the fact that he was able to, like, muster up the strength to fight in that match, even with a potential career-threatening injury, was just a testament to, like, how great of a performer he was and, after that, continued to be.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Which uh, brings us to uh, summer of 2002. Shawn Michaels makes a surprise appearance as a the newest member of the NWO kind of trying to help revive that group after the initial launch in the WWF with uh, Hogan, Hall and Nash. They went through some uh, some 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 membership changes and then of course Nash suffering that the quad injury in a tag team match on an episode of Monday Night Raw, NWO was disbanded and WWE was still in the early stages of the brand extension which brought Eric Bischoff, into WWE, which no one saw. He became the Raw General Manager, and at that time he was in a bidding war with Stephanie McMahon, who was the SmackDown General Manager, for the services of Triple H, which kind of left Shawn Michaels in limbo here. And Michaels and Triple H, their on-screen association, was touched upon in weeks prior, but Michaels, who wasn't wrestling at the time, had convinced Triple H To stay on Monday Night Raw To join him and cause chaos And in some ways Reunite DX What were your thoughts on the two of them Reuniting And then eventually Hunter Turning on him during that DX uh, That mini reunion of sorts In July of 2002
1: I mean I'll always remember the night where uh, Triple H And HBK tried to Reform DX and then obviously the Screwjob by Triple H but Further back, just the whole storyline with the NWO, like we talked about earlier, I totally forgot about that. That's how unforgettable that memory was. The fact, like, I I still to this day cannot picture HBK in an NWO shirt.
0: It was was pretty surreal, I will say. I agree with you there.
1: And just the fact that, like, Eric Bischoff lobbied HBK to be like, hey, help me get Triple H to be here on Monday Night Raw. And the only reason Triple H joined Monet Night Raw at, so we thought at the time was to make Eric Bischoff's life a living hell was just a like a funny moment and you're like, okay, cool. This is where it's gonna happen. DX is back. Let's get let let's get this stuff going and let's see where it goes from here. Yeah. But obviously wasn't in the cards.
0: No, it was not in the cards at that time. Obviously we'd see that in years later, but right. uh Fast forward to uh, a few weeks later, and Shawn Michaels was attacked in the parking lot and left laying, uh, head smashed through a rental car window in the parking lot. Nobody knew who had done it. It was one of those who done it type situations.
1: Triple H said, don't worry, I'll get to the bottom of this. Even though, like, he had screwed him over previously, it was like, oh, cool, maybe, like, this, they could be friends again, even though, like... They shouldn't be You're just like oh I'll, I'll look out for you I'm gonna like get to the bottom of this, and then we see the probably worst parking lot cam camera footage of all time, <laughs> and a beaten and battered HBK telling the world that it was Hunter. Yep. It, it was Hunter that actually smashed his face into the car window.
0: And what was the quote that Michaels uh, had delivered? And what what was the exact phrase that kind of set up the match with him and Hunter? You remember?
1: He was he said he's just like the doctors have uh, doctors have told me that I'll wrestle again and he he said that basically I'll be ready for and then he had a, like a long dramatic pause and said SummerSlam.
0: And then the place lit up and then there you there you have it. We've the seeds reached were planted. the seeds were planted and and w- you know, my dream to have Shawn Michaels return w- w- was, was becoming a reality, which brings us now to what we're going to do right now here on Kicking Out of Two. We're actually going to watch that match together. So fire up your WWE network right now. Search for SummerSlam 2002. And you might have to fast forward a little bit. And I want you to get to the... The point, the, the time stamp here says uh, one hour, 36 minutes, and 33 seconds. The exact. The exact time of when the, uh, the, the the start of the video package leading up to the match and then obviously the match. The match runs about 40 minutes or so, but we are going to watch that all together. You can listen to our alternate commentary, what we thought at the time, what we think now watching the match, and hopefully you all enjoy. So without further ado, fire up your wwe network and i'll give you a little bit of a countdown in three two one play here we have michaels hunter michael's with the uh th- the wife beater here as we get it set for the uh the non sanctioned match at summerson
1: triple h right
0: oh yeah i mean that was uh there it was, was no good. well there was yeah. there was no wellness testing in two thousand and two. <laughs> Here's the king wearing his gimmicks as uh one of the better video packages. I know you and I discussed yeah. this off air. Uh yeah. encapsulizing the history between these two, both good and bad.
1: Oh yeah. Starting with ninety seven, Shawn Michaels and HBA, best of friends, China.
0: I was not the biggest China fan. Ninth he, Wonder of
1: the World? Not even like no.
0: In hindsight, being twenty twenty, it was a decent concept, you know, having a female bodyguard with him. But
1: I just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. How young they look. Triple AIDS with the flowing locks. Come on.
0: Yeah, and Michael's cutting his ear. You heard about Michael's cutting his hair recently, right?
1: Oh, I, I saw pictures. You
0: saw the pictures? Yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> D-
1: doesn't look that
0: good? No, it's, uh, he, he definitely looks a lot older.
1: Their uh, here <laughs> comes Bischoff. Bischoff with hugging of Shawn Michaels and HBK. This is when we thought they were back. Here comes the Look at this little reunion. Let's get ready to and
0: no, to no one's sucking anything except Kicked
1: to the groin. Yeah, pedigree. Boom. Friendship done.
0: I just remember like it was never really official at this time that he was going to wrestle, and then when he did that, I was like, all right, he's definitely got to have a match now.
1: I remember watching this on Raw with my jaw just dropped. Yeah. Like, like I was like this is the coolest thing like like I said I was I was in 8th grade. Like I was watching this like staying up and thinking that I was all cool in games and oh, man I thought it was great and all of a sudden over. Uh and here we got the uh the old video of Triple H being a best friend thinking that Sean just got like demol- demolished by a car. Uh.
0: All right. So I was like if he busted his head <sighs> Michael's got to have a bigger head than that. That was oh, a small hole.
1: Yeah. Dude, that was a terrible, terrible, like, place of the, like window. Oh, Triple H saying, oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to find out who it was. Look at how bad this video packages from the camera in the garage. Oh, it's us unfog it. Boom. Hunter, it was you. It was you, Hunter. Damn You're right damn right it was smiles. me, Sean. Ah, <laughs> just a heel in every mean of the definition.
0: That's when I knew. Like yeah, yeah, the shits on now. Like Shawn Michaels is coming back, and if it, for one match, it was. Yeah. It, this is
1: what we were talking about when he was just like the doctor said. I can uh, dramatic pause. Summerslam. Yep, right okay. there. And the place went nuts.
0: And then Bischoff made it a non-sanctioned match, yeah. which of course you know I think because of it'll you know, never happen.
1: And then Triple H said, "Oh yeah, but it'll happen."
0: Yeah. See, that's how, see, that's how good, <laughs> that's how good that was. Like the, the, the just we even the, the,
1: we remember the word for work. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's 16 years later. First of all, that's scary. I think. Yeah. Uh, like
0: it, making me feel old. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Like I said, I was in eighth grade when this happened. Good old days.
0: I think I, I was, I think I was, uh, in college at the time when, the, when this happened, I was, uh, Yeah. I was, I, I, yeah, I was in college. And here we see Michaels. Dude,
1: look how tan Triple H
0: was. Not fake and bacon at all. No, not, <laughs> yeah, there, there was no such thing as fake and <laughs> bacon back then.
1: Spray
0: tan. Yeah, right there. Bro- yeah, this uh, was, I think this was the go home episode of Raw right there when they okay. showed Michaels nail Brock because Brock was wrestling Rock in the main event yep. for the title. I bet so. And the main event was <laughs> Hunter and Rock. Actually, I,
1: eh. it wasn't as good as it was supposed to
0: be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, teach his own. I, I liked it personally. Um, but, you know, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's opinions don't have to, you know, mirror each other's. But
1: look at this. HBK, I get it. Oh, bring it.
0: With Hunter, yeah, this is.
1: This match, I uh, I know we're talking about it because we both love it, but jeez, Just watching this video package of the pre-fight.
0: Man. The song too behind it. It was called the fight song or something like that. Like WWE put it out. Like if you ever go look it up, like I you watch like they the package. You feel
1: like they use that song for like I think like at least twice a year for a package like that though. Yeah, <laughs> like that was like their go-to. I'm pretty sure. But the pe- people will remember it from this match. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Ah, HBK come out in the jeans. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not, a, it's not a wrestling match. He doesn't need to wear the, the tights. The Anything.
0: That's what I, 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 I don't know about you, but like. In wrestling, like, growing up, when I f- would watch, like, a street fight, like, when they would, you know, say, come as you are, and the guys would wear, like, jeans and, like, you know, g- back then it was, like, cowboy boots, and they'd have, like, a Harley Davidson motorcycle T-shirt on. Like, I always dug that look, you know, like, the come as you are street fight. Dude, i And cool. nowadays it's a street fight, it's an ex- extreme rules match, it's a no-holds-barred match, or whatever, and they're all wearing, like, their regular wrestling gear. It's like, I don't know, I just felt like... Th- the even though the street fight concept is pretty much the same thing as a lot of those other matches that I just mentioned, just with a different name, it really stood out when guys wore like their jeans and a t-shirt and, and their their regular person clothes as opposed to like wearing their wrestling their wrestling trunks.
1: I completely agree with you, and I I just need to comment on HBK here because I totally forgot in the four years that he was gone, and like one of the main things that he'll always say, if you read his book, like he found God. Yep. And like I, we're not going to go into the religious spin off. Yeah, we but, don't like, do
0: religion. <laughs> but but <laughs> this
1: like his white beard with the uh Bible verse on it totally forgot about that.
0: That's right. Totally
1: forgot about that.
0: That's I right. Mean,
1: like it's not a major part of this match at all, but the fact that he wore that in a match.
0: Well, he took it off like as the oh, as yeah. the as the bell rung, but you see here uh yeah. You knew, like even even him dressed like this and, and 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 not not wearing you know his normal attire. At the time, watching it, I felt like, well, this is it right here. This yeah. is the one and done. Like he's coming back. You're gonna get one more match. He's gonna wrestle his best friend, who used to be his best friend, and then he'll go out. and nah, I know, and it'll be the end of it. And to me, thinking myself personally, I thought. Well, okay, I got Michaels one more time. Yeah. Would it be cool to have a full time run? Absolutely, but if this is one time, like I'm gonna savor the moment Absolutely. as a, as a fan of Shawn Michaels.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it being Triple H, it was just you know it, it just made it you know all that much better as we see uh, the cerebral assassin, the game, the king of kings, if you will, making his entrance. You made water bottles cool. Yes, yeah, spitting <laughs> spitting water. Spitting water. I, yeah, I think I did. I think I did that once at like a high school basketball game. Oh, I was trying game. to do it. Yeah.
1: never looked as cool as when Triple H did it.
0: No, 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 certainly not.
1: Definitely
0: not. Clean shaven Triple H here. Not, not many times uh, you can say that. He's kind of toyed around with his look over the years, but uh, this look here with he just the doesn't look happy. No, he <laughs> doesn't.
1: Solid sign for pork.
0: Yeah, pork. Yeah, <laughs> someone clearly is a pork fan. Yeah, the signs, too, that's another thing that I, I would like to touch upon here with you. Like, since you know a fair amount, you know, even more so than a fair amount of, of your wrestling history, nowadays you don't see too many signs in the audience. But back then, even up to this point in 2002, you couldn't even see people, all you saw were fucking oh, yeah. signs everywhere. Signs,
1: yeah, so many more signs back then than there are today, which honestly, I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm, okay, like, I'm
0: okay that you know.
1: To be fair, like next next wrestling show I go to, I might bring a sign that says pork just to bring it back, just see if anyone gets the reference. Probably no one will unless they're listening to this podcast. So listen to it, tell people about it, and bring a sign that says pork.
0: <laughs> you want to see the bet? You want to? <laughs> you want to see the best sign? Go watch uh, WrestleMania 26, and it was during the John Cena Batista. Match. It was in 2010, and there's a sign in the front row or one of the first few rows that you can see in the main view of the hard camera, of a picture of Batista with his mouth open, looking like he's screaming, and it says Batista likes fish sticks.
1: <laughs> I just thought it was the funniest uh, thing. But, oh, we're already starting, and there yep. goes the, goes there goes the Bible verse.
0: Right? We are oh. underway here. Michaels and Hunter Michaels, going at Michaels it. Michaels just
1: wants in. Yep. He's not taking breaks.
0: Taking it to Triple H here. With the the, the skin-tight jeans and the cowboy boots, boots. which was a nice touch. Like I said, if it's his last match, you know. Going out in style. Yeah.
1: His way.
0: Yeah, his way. Absolutely his way. Sent into the rope, shoulder blocked by Triple H.
1: Still nimble, though. That didn't look that good.
0: (laughs) Oh, over the top rope, Hunter out to the floor as Michael's... uh, Showboats. Showboats. Showboats like only
1: he knows how.
0: And this was like the first part right here. This moment, yeah, right here. The flying like that was one thing that like going into the match. I thought to myself, you know, how much of that are we going to see because of the back? And he he let us know we're very early on. Like this is you know, this is like a a Shawn Michaels highlight reel if you will. Here's
1: here's the question. At that point, at this point in the match, were you like, oh man, he's throwing everything but the kitchen sink out at us for this one time only, or were you thinking like? Oh man. He might he could be back. Like what, did it even cross your mind like that this could be a longer stay? Um No probably not at this point in the
0: match. At, at this point in the match No, I, I wasn't s I certainly wasn't thinking that during this point in the match. I was I, I still think I was kinda Just enjoying the moment. Enjoying the moment because I didn't know, you know, when it was going to when it was going to end. Or I knew that by the end of this match at that time it, that was it you know what i mean kind of like how i felt in a way with michaels and austin from wrestlemania 14 but i wasn't certainly thinking like this early on the match that oh wait a minute like he looks like he might be able to do this more often oh yeah like as you saw with that clothesline he kind of looked awkward delivering that clothesline um but as the match goes on and he gets into a rhythm and he gets comfortable you can definitely see the Shawn michaels of old come out yeah uh
1: and a quick question, I already know the answer to one of them, but yep. I'm assuming you you were rooting for HBK.
0: Yes, I was. 100%. Oh, yeah, I was 100% wanting to see him win. I, Who I did vote... you
1: expect to win?
0: Michaels. Okay. Because if it was, especially with the mindset, if it was a one-time thing, if he was coming into this match and it was just going to be a, a swan song, one time only, then I thought to myself, well, he's got to win. Because he went out on his back against Austin in 98. And in an embarrassing way, in in some people's minds. So I thought he definitely had to win this match. Another vintage Shawn Michaels characteristic as he uh, brought himself back into the ring, reversing himself from the outside into the ring via the top rope. Now, let me ask you this. Here's a question I got for you. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, this unsanctioned match. There's a reason why it's one of our favorites. Is there any other Shawn Michaels or Triple H match that comes to mind that is almost as good as this match?
1: Oh, absolutely. The first thing I think of when I think of HBK, besides Triple H, first of all, we should talk about that. He just got... Take it to the knee with his, on his back like that was a hit that we were like oh my god and
0: was, that's uh, storytelling right there because of the history of the back He, he had to exploit that yes. because it would have it wouldn't have made any sense if he did not uh, work on the back knowing going into the match you know his history with his back injury
1: hundred percent and when I get, get to get back to my favorite like matches with both these guys my one of my favorite matches with HBK was easily the Ric Flair retirement match. I love that match. But I'm saying these two against each other. Oh, these two against each other. Yeah,
0: aside Um, from this match, were there any other uh, Shawn Michaels Triple H matches that you could think of off the top of
1: your head that were like, wow. This has to be number one. I can't really think of, like, even, I mean, obviously they fought so many times against each other. They fought so many times with each other. Yep. I mean, if we're going to say a match with the two of them in it that we loved... I love the HBK Triple H versus Vince and Shane match. the The SummerSlam one or the one where they had Big Show and the Hell in the Cell? Uh, no, not the one with Big Show! Come on, the one with, the Summer the, the SummerSlam one. The SummerSlam one. When it was the when it was two v two. Yeah, that was a great match.
0: Okay, all right. How about you?
1: I'm more I'm more biased
0: like to them together. I like the Hell in the Cell with the McMahon's and, and Big Show because it was kind of was kind of a bloodbath. It was probably one of the last like real vicious Hell in the Cell matches That's at fair. that time. But uh there's one match in particular on an episode of Monday Night Raw from December of 2003 where Michaels and Hunter just had a straight-up great wrestling match. And Michaels came so close to beating Triple H. I don't remember exactly what the finish was. I almost want to say, like, maybe the time expired or both guys' shoulders were pinned to the mat and the referee couldn't make a decision. But... Um, this match obviously is and when it comes to Shawn Michaels Triple H and their rivalry this is obviously the match at the top of the list yeah. otherwise we wouldn't be covering it uh, in the uh, this first installment of my favorites here on kicking out at 2 as we back see to the it. match
1: had Hunter is just going to town and killing uh, HBK just lower back elbow drops to the lower back Perfect. at this point in the match I was like is he even going to make it through
0: There were a few times, I'm not going to lie, where, like, and here, this will probably be one of them right here, as he picks up the chair to get into the ring, where I thought to myself, like...
1: Pale blue chair.
0: I was like, holy cow, like, his back, like, as... From what I understood, his, like, his back injury was, you know, career-ending, and... Not Him, just career threatening, career yeah, ending. career ending, and if so you didn't
1: wrestle for four yeah, years. Yeah, exactly.
0: Four years in wrestling is a long time. A long it's time. a lifetime in some in some regards. So I mean, Brock does it all the
1: time now, but
0: hey, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's, that's for another podcast. Yeah, oh, yes. uh, we, we we could possibly get into that at some point down the line. I'm sure, but uh, yeah, it was. This, this this moment here, where he, you know laid him laid into him with the chair a little bit, a few times watching that, where I cringed. I was like, "Ooh, like you know, yeah. knowing his, his history with his back, just I, I don't know." I was I was, I was still happy to see him wrestle, but I was like, "Man, like don't kill yourself," you know. <laughs> like it's
1: not worth it. It was worth it, obviously, for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh man, love how... We talked about Sean's attire, but you said how people come out of street fights and they're wearing, like, jeans and everything. No, Triple H is literally, like, this is the only way Triple H can wrestle. Yeah. Like, he's got his uh, game shorts on and just, man.
0: Looking, looking really good. Probably, I would I would have to say this era of... of- in terms of his physical look, like Triple H looked at, it, at his best. Probably the best he's ever looked, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. He's in great shape now. Yeah. And, you know, he, he could still put, put on Chicago. great performances, you know, to this day. I mean, the, the WrestleMania matches he's had in recent years, he still looks like a million bucks. Still but, got it. But yeah, still has it. But oh. Here comes the blood. Yeah, that's right. Something we don't see in today's era. Uh, blood in PG. Uh,
1: Triple H taking off a. Uh, HPK's belt,
0: with that so, big old belt uh, buckle. That yeah, folks. This, and this is another point where I'm
1: just like, dude, just tap something. Do do like I, you can't tap it. It's unsanctioned. But like, ah uh, man, I thought like.
0: I think it won't. I think during this point, uh, the, the buckle comes off. But I think during this point, JR is even saying, like, would you stop the damn match?
1: I'm oh, I'm not said slobber knocker. On
0: yeah. This match. Oh, that and, you
1: know. <laughs> we can't hear, guys. And I'm hoping you're listening to us and not the guys, but my guess is at least six slobber knockers.
0: Yeah. We'll, well, you know, maybe we can get a slobber knocker count at some point on a, on a future episode of of Kicking Out it too. But, uh, you know.
1: there's no better than JR back then.
0: No, he was the man. And I think... You know, even to this day, like he could still, you know, call the action and and do it better than the guys that are currently out there now. And I, I, I think what helps that makes this match so great is that J.R.'s commentary and knowing the history between these two and knowing, um, you know, what Michaels had gone through to get back. In, in, into you know into wrestling, he signed Triple H. Jr. was the head of uh, talent relations at one point in WWE. He knows you know Triple H from the day he started. Michaels, he had a very strong relationship it's, with. So is
1: he, this where Hunter is looking for
0: the uh, sledgehammer? I don't know. Is it a yeah, sledgehammer? Is he going for a chair? I mean, we've seen we've seen uh, trash cans. We've seen uh leather belts. We've seen a chair at one point. Can't
1: find it, whatever he's looking for. He's also giving Michaels plenty of time. To oh, help. you were right. It was a sledgehammer. The sledgehammer. His best friend, not named Shawn Michaels.
0: I was never really a big fan of the sledgehammer as a weapon, only if it was used in certain moments. Like, and we'll we'll get into that, you know, later as we we uh, we, we delve into the finish of this match. Not trying to give too much away. Don't want to. Yeah. Spoil it for those who have never seen this match before. As Michael's fighting back, right hands to the game with the sledgehammer still in his hands.
1: Finally put it down.
0: Michael's sending Hunter into the court reversal. Michael's, oh, back into the corner. An abdominal stretch.
1: Which you don't see at all anymore, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That is a move that was used in every single match probably in the 90s.
0: Or even the '80s too.
1: Yeah, and then now it's just a forgotten thing.
0: Here's what I never understood: you just saw there Hunter pulling Michael's hair. Okay, if you're allowed to kick someone, if you're allowed to punch someone, why all of a sudden is the referee warning him to 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 tell him to not pull the hair? I never understood
1: that. Now that you mention it, I have no idea. Like that makes no sense. An unsage match. Why? Why does? Why can't Triple H have his hand on the rope? And Earl Hebner, great referee, by the way. It's just getting into his face. And here comes Hunter getting back into Hebner's face. And shove and shove.
0: I think I think with Hebner's involvement in the uh the Montreal screw job, it kinda helped uh give his you know his per his referee persona an identity because oh, yeah. referees, you know, we're just the referees. You wouldn't even know the referees' names and you the
1: first person he was the first referee that I ever knew his name, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. And he you
1: know To this day, like I can name
0: Earl <laughs> Hebner. He was he was involved in the uh, the I don't know if you remember this uh, the the twin referee storyline where the Million Dollar Man paid off another referee to help uh, Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan for the title at Saturday Night's Main Event in 1988. So Earl Hebner screwed Hulk Hogan before he screwed Bret Hart. Uh, if you really want to get technical, as we see Triple H setting up Michaels in the corner, right hands. Pretty much whatever blood Michaels had left is uh, gone. Oh. Another shot Got by Michaels. Much.
1: Knocks him off. Oh, little little acting job by the little hunter there. It's fine. It's entertainment.
0: Crowd on their feet as they're they're about to see Michaels. You know, hopefully perform one of his signature maneuvers with the top rope. Uh, looks <sighs> like he's going to deliver the top rope elbow drop as he's. Uh, Favoring the back.
1: Oh! Oh! And Hepner gets pushed again into the ropes, though this time.
0: And Michaels gets forked <laughs> by, by the top turnbuckle. Dangling. Up. Oh, here we he go. Comes the blue chair
1: again. Bam! Oh, that was more on the ass than yeah. the back, To
0: be fair, he gave him a a,
1: Good
0: game. a, a shot right to the tuckus. <laughs> And I, by the way, by the way, profanity's allowed. I just want to let you know, like, so <laughs> you don't feel you know the you know.
1: I can't, I can't stop mention I can't mention this, but enough. But the sign I didn't see in the background, Dave three sixteen. Any chance that was you? I was not
0: there that uh, night. I man, wish was I day was. Day. I wish I was. I remember watching this with a group of people, group of friends of mine, at uh, Buddy's apartment, watching this. But I was not there at that SummerSlam. Didn't venture to too many pay-per-views until later years. As we see a back a, uh, a backbreaker over the chair by Triple H to Shawn Michaels. This even, is, though,
1: even though this chair's been used about seven different times, it finally bent right now. Yeah. I mean, that's a sturdy chair right there.
0: Hunter going for the cover. One, two. Michaels with a uh, kickout. Another cover. One, two. Kickout again by Michaels. A okay. third cover. By Hunter, frustrated as all hell that he can't get the job done. Oh, he's pissed. Oh, there he's we go. He's gonna rebend
1: the chair. There we go. <laughs> that's gonna solve it. Oh man, jeez.
0: Another backbreaker. Yeah, I think we're Sing gonna it see out oh, this and time a sidewalk ooh. slam. Oh, right on the chair. Yeah, like I said, there there were moments. There, you you meant, you asked me earlier. Was it? did i have that thought in my mind like oh he could he could keep doing this based on what he was doing uh, the more and more hunter worked on the back especially with the chair the more i felt okay if he's putting this much damage yeah. on him like and they're having this and he he, to, he can definitely he do another shape than we thought. He, yeah exactly he could definitely work a hunter's
1: getting pissed
0: a limited schedule
1: hunter is getting pissed pissed right now because he cannot put away HBK even after another three attempt pin
0: While Hunter is uh, waiting to stalk his prey, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fellas over at WFIG's Retro Wrestling Action Figures over on Facebook. I've been collecting a lot of these retro wrestling action figures from guys on that group. There's over 10,000 members. Head on over to Facebook right now and find WFIG's Retro Wrestling Action Figures. They have Mattels, Hasbros, Jacked, LJNs. You name it, they got it. I've been starting my collection to dress up my studio with some of these Hasbros. And thanks to the guys over at WFIG's. Figs, they've been able to help me continue that collection. So head on over Facebook right now and check out W Figs. As we saw, Michael's fighting back now with a low blow. Pulled that one out to thwart the attack of Triple H.
1: Jeez, both men are down.
0: Both men down and out.
1: HBK's hair looks a little red.
0: Not too much, though. It seems like the sweat kind of dried up the blood there from when he... Uh, He busts them open earlier. That chair. The chair again.
1: And at this point, you're like, oh, man, what does Michaels have left? Can he muster up anything? Boom! Boom. And out of nowhere. Super kick. Sweet chin music.
0: Another uh, staple in the uh, arsenal of the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah. Who would have thought a kick to the face would just end people?
0: Originally, yeah. You might not know this, but maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll school you or educate you. When Michael started a signals run, the super kick was not his finisher when he started. Despite the fact that he used it to end his partnership with Marty Jannetty on an episode of The Barbershop. This is
1: 100% schooling me right now because I'm shocked. He
0: used that. a side suplex. <laughs> that was his finishing maneuver for like a little while.
1: Triple H is gushing blood, by the way.
0: Yeah. Triple H was always a good bleeder.
1: You have that got, surprises the heck out, hell out of me. Screw it, I'm sorry. I, I almost, I almost said heck. We're swearing on this one. Yeah. That surprised the hell out of me. I, he, he, super kicked Jannetty into the mirror at the barbershop.
0: He super kicked him and he threw him into the mirror at the barbershop. Okay, yeah, step. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Super yeah. kick set it up. Yeah. Must be serious.
0: And he and caught him the good.
1: Pick up by HBK. This is when you're like,
0: yeah, he's in. Oh. <laughs> he's all in. Okay. Like, yeah, this isn't, you know. This isn't a one-time thing. This is
1: vintage Michaels right here.
0: Back body drop by Hunter, or by Michaels to Hunter, as he's now going for the steel chair. Now it's his turn to play with the chair. And the referee admonishing Michaels over his use of the steel chair. Oh, chair shot. To the, to the hand.
1: The <laughs> hand. I didn't know if we were going we to say that or not.
0: Hey, listen, you know String what? To the hand. Nowadays, Got like. Them right
1: between the fingers.
0: Nowadays, I mean, with, with with head trauma, concussions, CTE, like, I don't blame them one bit for saying, you know what, let's hold off on the chair shots to the head. I'm surprised they even use chairs in general. Oh. The amount of damage that those things can that do. That
1: was fantastic acting by Triple H right there, guys.
0: That was his. Uh, that's kind of like his uh, his homage to Flair when you know how Flair used to do like well, the yeah. upside down flipping in the corner. Like that's kind of like in a modern day version of it. You know, he doesn't flip all the way over. He kind of hooks that top rope. Now Michaels
1: grabbing his own belt, grabbing his now own... He's put back on.
0: No, because his jeans are staying on yeah. just fine. It's not. You know, he didn't really need the belt to hold belt him belt up was to begin with. Yeah, especially that buckle, you know that that big buckle. Texas longhorn buckle. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just showing us where he's from. I thought we didn't already know.
0: Michael's now looking for more, as Dusty Rhodes would say, "Plunder, baby, plunder, if you will." Oh, yeah,
1: blood. See a him. big old blood spot. Oh, yeah.
0: Trash can to the to the the cranium.
1: I never the understood skull. why they just dropped the well weapon after one hit. Just keep going. <laughs>
0: But those cans, though, like, you hit somebody hard enough, like, you can put a big dent in it. But if you kept hitting, like, they bend so much they could, like, make, like, sharp edges. You could, like. Well, that's true. You could cut someone. Bam Bam Bigelow almost lost his eye once. Is this a Spanish uh, oh, no, the Spanish announce table? No, it's the SmackDown. That's wow. the Spanish. He's got his there boot. Because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who stealing. A shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Who steals a shoe from a Spanish commentator, honestly?
1: <laughs> well, I hope that you got that reference right away. Yeah. <laughs> Siri. Like no,
0: come on! Like all the weapons: steel steel chairs, steps, garbage cans. You go after Hugo Savinovich, Savinovich's cowboy boot, like for real. Like I, I'm, next time I'm I get into to a lie. fight, he I'm gonna for, take your shoe. Yeah, you went for the actual name, I was just
1: gonna give him a very generic Spanish name, and I'm really happy that I, 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 I even I probably butchered that too. Uh, like I, was I got go those Ariel Gonzalez to yeah. throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> like for, for real, he's a guerrero. He has to be. Yeah, Nick. Oh. Okay, and here comes an actual weapon. A not ladder, a, shoe,
0: a ladder, a ladder. Yeah, because the cowboy boot didn't do it. Apparently, I get, and look at—he's sitting there like nothing happened. The commentator, like, dude, you, you just got your fucking shoe stolen from you. Like you're sitting there like nothing happened. He's like, literally one shoe in it right now. Yeah.
1: Is he gonna set up to hit someone with this ladder? Is he gonna set up to jump off? What are we saying? Ah. Well,
0: boom. at this point, I you know back then watching this, I thought, all right, he's pulling it out. He's not just gonna oh, hit him with
1: right to the head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen! You get hit in the face with that thing. Yeah. That's probably Triple no joke. Triple H's right. hand
1: must be killing him. Here we see. Oh,
0: Man, sharp so edges good. of that ladder getting right into the, the the southern region of Triple H as Michaels delivering. I right there. Honestly, I
1: feel like Triple H just helped that.
0: Yeah, I think He's he grabbed awesome. like a, a rung from the ladder there.
1: <laughs> here, hit me like this.
0: And look at the referee. Like I know this is the one thing I never understood. Like I understand. Like maybe the is just ad-libbing here and. Yeah, like, they feel the need to do something. But, out there. But, like, you're there to cut, make the count, in a sense, you know? And, like, why are you, like, trying to stop someone from using a weapon? Like, I never really understood that. Like, maybe they're bored. Oh, slingshot into the ladder.
1: Always one of my favorite moves. Don't know why, but I just thought the slingshot was always one of the coolest things. Me and my brother tried to do it in, like, the basement all the time. Never looked as cool. And my parents' furniture suffered.
0: Oh, us Rosenbluth boys, the four of us, like, we used to have ladder matches and scaffold matches because we had a bunk bed Oh. and so like yeah we had a bunk we had a, we had a bunk bed and then we had a trundle bed and you know the they would come together so it looked like a big like ring with like a scaffold so someone was jumping off that top bunk to the bottom uh and delivering drop kicks not like the one that hunter just delivered there to uh michaels we'll get with get the that, ladder but uh yeah we we put some put some holes in the walls uh, uh yeah uh, didn't take any trips to the hospital though, despite all the uh, the wrestling the four of us did with each other. Never a hospital trip. I guess we were uh, we were safe workers <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at a very young age. Here we see Triple oh,
1: H. Uh, guys, we are not listening to the commentary obviously because we're making our own. I totally forgot Taz was one of the commentators.
0: Taz and Michael Cole, uh, yes, on uh, yeah, SmackDown. I didn't. Um, at first, i I I. I, w- I was kind of mixed on Taz in the beginning because I never got behind him. I, only because like I watched him in ECW yep. and like he was this like four and a half foot sawed <laughs> off monster, you know. Okay. A- and he was he was so badass for a guy his size that I just felt that like you know when they brought him to WWF he had a good introduction in, and then. He, injuries forced him to kind of step aside. He had to walk away. The commentator thing, like, he grew on me. But then, like, he, to me, he kind of brought something different. He brought the wrestler's perspective, of course, but he also brought, Ooh. like, he sounded like a regular dude, like just you and I talking. He didn't sound so... Um, Rehearsed and scripted You know He's a New York thick accent You know From you know and Brooklyn or the Bronx like I
1: kind of see Graves today I think he's just a guy That just talks I don't think he's Too much rehearsed
0: No he comes He sounds natural When he yeah. talks on the mic You know he, I mean there's some points I'm sure that He has to You know There's certain things That he has to say That may come across Very organized And contrived But uh, What
1: I just noticed In the match Triple H looked at the sledgehammer really quickly, just be like, "Okay, you're still there. Yeah. It's still sitting in the corner." Yeah,
0: I'm gonna from need. When he
1: first brought it out,
0: I'm gonna need you later. So sit tight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just making sure you're still there. He's bringing in the, in the steel steps now, which I guess is a good move. But do they ever really work out?
0: The steel steps. I don't know about the steel steps. They had a steel steps match a few years yeah. ago on a pay per view. That never.
1: Yeah, exactly. That just backfired in Triple H's like face, literally. Big
0: Show and Eric Rowan. I thought it was pretty stupid.
1: How about, how about Triple H's face right now? Like, covered. He covered. was bleeding earlier, but not like this.
0: Oh, man. no. This He's is
1: freaking busted open.
0: Hunter was a gusher when it came to blood. Like When he bled, he made it count. You know? like but he like, f- blood now. Like Flair and oh, Dusty Flair. Rhodes and, you know, man, even... No, yeah, we're getting all the plunder today, you know, with the tables, the chairs, the ladders, just stumbling
1: the, over walking around like you just you just had a few too many.
0: Yeah. A few too many chair shots to yeah. the head. Yeah, you know, the the the, the visual with the blood here obviously makes it uh enhances the importance and the the level of intensity that oh, these two had brought in this story. And then this match here And by this point I'm just thinking to myself Alright He's going all out Like He's definitely gotta be coming back Like this isn't You know He wouldn't do this much This is old Shawn Michaels Like th- This is what I was thinking oh, In 2002
1: You don't see those anymore guys
0: Now Oh Right to the head and you could never he just
1: casually lays down on the table. Yeah, that's it. You know, <laughs> I never understood that,
0: dude. I'm so glad you brought that up because, uh, <laughs> y- y- yeah, seriously. Unless you place the guy on the table, if you were going to perform <laughs> a move and a guy, like, there's no good way to <laughs> land on a table without it breaking. Uh, unless you want to get to this point right here, as we see,
1: Hunter just casually lays down and goes right through that. Not an elbow drop, just a freaking splash, and they're both just lying in each other's arms, like they love each other.
0: Sean, you did a great job. <laughs> so when you coming back?
1: Hey, this is full time, right? I can't do all these long nights without you. <laughs> yeah, we made it sound a little uh, little uh, weird there.
0: Yeah, that's all right, though. It's okay. That's, all that's right. what they were saying, guys. Yeah, that's exactly what they were saying. <laughs> As you see the replay here from an alternate angle, Michaels with the slow-mo, boom, splash through the table. Very Jimmy Snooka like at yeah. that point. I love
1: the Summer Sam logo man. here. Just the green and the blue—they they matched well.
0: The colors popped.
1: Yeah. and when they did they had like to. it's summer,
0: orange and blue too. Like they uh, kind of have yeah. now. Like SummerSlam was, you know, they've gone through some logo changes over the years, but the the, the colors they pop real well. And Like you said, the summer theme kind of adds to it.
1: Gotta ask you this question. Sure. Because we're in the SummerSlam season. Yep. Is SummerSlam your number two pay per view of all time? Like in the rotation, like I WrestleMania has to be number one. WrestleMania is number one on the list. I know how much list. you love Mania. Is SummerSlam your second favorite of the year, year in, and year out? I mean, not every year, obviously, but, like, is it your number two? I think it
0: fights for number two at the Royal Rumble. Okay. Because the Royal like Rumble, summer it sets you up for mania, and oh. it kind of starts the year. I think people sleep on the Royal Rumble. I, uh, I like SummerSlam because I think it's, like... The WrestleMania of the summer?
1: Well, not even that. It's just, like, I feel like it's the midway point. Like, obviously, we all know that WrestleMania is both the end of one year and the beginning of the next. Yep. SummerSlam's, like, right in the middle. Yeah. So that's where, like, the long rivalries can culminate after, like, a six... After, like, what... Five months, four or five months after Mania. Yeah,
0: and you could also see, too, like the seeds planted at the SummerSlam for what you could see at the following Mania, too. Kind of like what we've seen in recent years. Uh, If something you see takes place at SummerSlam, there's a good chance it's going to get followed up at that WrestleMania. Not all the time, but SummerSlam's a good launching point for that.
1: And you also got to remember, back then... There wasn't a pay-per-view. Oh, here we go right years. here. There, there are now.
0: I think we're at the finish as he oh. goes for the pedigree. Michaels went for the super kick. Oh. And a roll-up. One, two, three. Hunter's shoulders were clearly up, but the referee made the three count. And your winner in his return, back after a four-year absence.
1: I'm not going to lie. I love this match. I forgot how. He won the finish? I forgot how kind of. I'm not, I don't want to say the finish was weak. But it okay, just kind of came out a of nowhere. Bit more.
0: Like, you were expecting, like, a very definitive, like, victory?
1: Yes. And let's just say, it's not over, because we know what is about to happen. Yeah. As we, we oh! T- there it is. And we touched on it earlier. He knew he had the sledgehammer in the corner. Yep. We all forgot about it.
0: That was great foreshadowing, by thought. the way. He's like, look into my eyes as I'm about to deliver the final blow. To his
1: back. Oh! And literally, at that point, you were like, this was one and done. Like as much as he just dominated in that match And as good as he looked We were like cool This is how WWF is writing off Michaels
0: I mean at that point At that point I thought He performed so well He really brought the Shawn Michaels of old Into this match And There's no way that they were just going to write him off Like this and Michaels wasn't going to get A piece somewhere down the line
1: It it creeped into the back of my mind I'm not going to lie Look at and this doctor That's the bet. Oh that sucks. Yeah
0: where's his medical license Yeah that dude
1: is Definitely like
0: They had to come in With a coat
1: Sure, That like helps put up The Jumbotron Like <laughs> Here let's put a medical Coat on you With white <laughs> With white rubber gloves And be like dude This is a doctor He's not a doctor But he stayed at Hotel 6 I bet
0: There's a line in this As Hunter's walking out it, It'll oh, You saw Sergeant Sergeant Slaughter there There's a line in this And I don't know if it's Right at this point But JR, with his commentary, he's like, do you have no heart? Do you have no soul? You son of a bitch! Like, Great his his, his words... Yeah, like There's pork again. The, the, <laughs> the pork never left. Uh, his words were just, like... The way he told the story and, and things that he said, like, they fit so well in the story that it was a mixture of, like... To me, it was funny looking back on it, but, like, it made, you know... It, I don't know. just the way he depicted it for us the listener it was like even like jr couldn't be very biased like he had to oh, like yeah. show his his frustration his level of frustration with triple h as we see uh Shawn michaels getting set up on the stretcher here with and uh, guys
1: if you if that was the first i i haven't i haven't been able to fully finish all of the podcasts that you have done so far yep but if that was your first impersonation which I'm assuming it wasn't, <laughs> guys. You are in for a treat. He is a master of impersonation. That
0: was probably my f- uh, shoot. I have to go back. Maybe it was my first one. I don't know. This might have been my first one. Like he, I guys, think I might, Well, I did a Dusty Roads earlier. Stay tuned for more. I did a Dusty Rhodes earlier. I can do Macho Man. Oh, you know, okay. I can do a few others. Don't, don't give them all. I did Hunter. No, I did Triple H earlier when we were when he was uh, hugging it out with Michaels through oh, the table. Right, yeah. So you know, I won't give all my no. all my bag of tricks away. Just, just
1: remember. There, there's more to come. Yeah, a tease guys.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a spoiler alert in the business, <laughs> as they like to call it. As we see, Michael's getting carted out with uh, local uh, EMTs oh, and doctors. Sergeant Slaughter. Apparently, I guess he's still you know feeling the need to help. You know, help well, he, out. He's he's, in, he's an official. Last time I checked, I don't think he was a medic. As we uh,
1: none of these people were. <laughs> Not one of these people. Have any degree of like EMT level experience? I bet.
0: Oh no, I, 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 uh, some of them. I mean, they look legit, but like you you see, sometimes, like like, with the exception of that doctor, the EMTs (laughs) are probably legit. But that doctor looked like he went to the fucking Halloween costume store and like picked up that coat. Like I was waiting for like the 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 stethoscope to fall (laughs) apart, like coming off his neck. But as we close out this incredible match between the two uh obviously these two weren't done with each other nope. uh they would go on to uh feud for the rest of 2002 with michaels returning uh wrestling in the elimination chamber first match ever. the very first one at the survivor series uh, michaels had a different wardrobe that evening that uh i don't know if you remember but uh you'll have to go back and watch yeah, it the Bible but verse. No, he didn't have the Bible verse wife beater on, but uh, he wore the cowboy boots again. But he wore them with tights, and he like like ring trunks. And I don't know if the ring trunks weren't done, but uh, he (laughs) they were like UPS brown. Like I don't remember this at all. You'll have to go back and watch it. It looks terrible. That's
1: when he won the belt.
0: That's when he won the belt. I know Survivor
1: Series. A Mere what? Two and a
0: half. Yeah, two and a half, three months later, he uh, he picked up. All thought he was done. Yeah, I mean, when he won the belt, I was, you know...
1: You knew he was back for the long...
0: I knew he was back for... I wouldn't say for the long haul, but I figured, like, till at least WrestleMania, because he was Mr. WrestleMania at that time. So I thought at the very least, like, if... You know, Survivor Series was going to be, you know, the the he beat Hunter for the belt. Then maybe they would find a way to write him off, and then they would culminate with him and Hunter at that WrestleMania. They ended up not doing that. He ended up working with Jericho, which was a great match. Yeah,
1: remember, did he have the belt going into Mania?
0: No, he didn't. Oh. He, he only dro- had it dropped, for yeah. He dropped it. Quick. He dropped it to Triple H at the Armageddon pay per view in December of two thousand and two in great. a best two out of three falls match. First fall was a uh, a street fight Second fall was a steel cage match And the third fall was a ladder match With the title The
1: HBA ladder match specialist He gets the third fall, he'd win
0: It wasn't the best, I will say, that that, that match Because he was still very... um, I don't know, Rusty, I guess you would say, despite the great performance he had here, in a in a straight up wrestling match, it was very difficult for him, you know, coming back after a four year absence. But oh, at the same time he, he picked up right where he left off. And of course, there's other great Shawn Michaels moments and matches that had um you know, that he had created in this second run, this rechristening, if you will, of Shawn Michaels. Overall, what were your thoughts um Give me your thoughts back then watching this, and give me your thoughts now on this match and the way it was all laid out here between Shawn Michaels and Triple H.
1: I mean, we touched on it. We kept on saying, like, oh, we, did, we didn't know then. Like, will this be his final match? Like, was this a one-night-only one, one night only back in the uh, ring? And afterwards, like, when he won, you're like, cool. This could start something. And then literally in the blink of an eye, with that sledgehammer to the back, you're like, I at least thought this is how he's being written off. Like, yes, maybe he'll come back and get his revenge for another maybe one night only. But Mm -hmm. at that point, again, I like I'll touch on it again. I was what, 14 years old at that time. Like I was in shock and the fact that like he performed that well. But then I was also in shock of how it ended and watching it now with you all these years later. I mean, I've watched it I've watched it a few times since then obviously. Yep. WWE Network, thank you yep. for all what you do. Yes. But yes. Like
0: <laughs> you helped give me great content for yeah. this podcast. Thank Watch, you very much.
1: Watching it now and just realizing like obviously we know now that he went on for another what, 6 years basically. I think his final match was in 08. Nope. 2010.
0: 2010. All right. Another
1: eight years. Yeah. So even more than I would have thought. Like he, he, he rewrote his own history. And in which case he really didn't have to,
0: he went out on a high note. Like, I mean, if, if he didn't come back for this match and we remembered him as the guy that Mike Tyson punched out after WrestleMania 14 and, and he had to leave because of the back injury. He had accomplished a lot in his career in the WWE. WWE excuse me. Um, but for him to kind of go out on his own terms in this, in this run, the beginning of this eight-year run, rechristening of Shawn Michaels, if you will, uh, it, it, I remember a lot of the newer stuff from this run than I do – the older stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, you know, the latter matches at WrestleMania and the, the the Iron Man match with Brett. Like, I'm not going to discredit any of that. No. But um, what he was able to do and continue to do at a high level, knowing his history with that back injury that was supposed to be career ending, it's just Truly amazing that he was able to perform at that high level. Because, I, like I said, I thought it would be like a part-time thing. Like, he'd work the big shows, uh, WrestleManias and SummerSlams yeah. and things like that. I didn't expect him to be as full-time as he was. And it was truly... I wouldn't say mesmerizing but it was unbelievable that yeah, like he really was. that uh, that, that yeah. he was able to do that you know and I was very fortunate enough and in, in a way like I was satisfied as a Shawn Michaels fan because I'm always a big proponent of guys um being able to go out on their own terms or go out and s- being seen in a positive light I know the I, I know that the edict in the wrestling business is, is that like you go out on your back and you go out putting someone over and I I felt the way Michaels had left in 98 with With his issues, his personal issues, his injury, and the way that he kind of passed the torch to Austin, I felt like he deserved a little bit better. Even though most people tell me he's a prick, which I agreed with at that time, he had some personal issues that caused him to be that individual. But I was very happy to see him kind of write his own Yeah. Write his own ticket towards the end. And that about does it for the very first installment of our My Favorites collection. I'd like to thank Chris Donovan for joining me covering this historical SummerSlam match as Shawn Michaels and Triple H tore the roof off of Nassau Coliseum at the 2002 SummerSlam event. This was a lot of fun, and I'm sure Chris is going to be a part of many more of these uh, retrospectives to come here on Kickin' Out at Two, offering his, uh, his insight on some of the more historical moments in professional wrestling history history so be on the lookout for more chris donovan here on kicking out of two in the very near future also Thank you so very much for heading on over to SoundCloud.com, downloading this show each and every week, downloading the archive shows, being a part of the fun, uh, looking at some of the stats and seeing overseas that you know individuals in the UK and Ireland and Germany, up north in Canada and domestically here in the United States are tuning in and listening to what I'm putting out. It, it, it's, it's awesome. It's cool. I, I can't say enough how cool it is that this show is out there and that you guys are listening and that you guys are a part of it all. And if you like what you hear, uh, keep up with the support. If you don't like what, with what you're hearing, then drop me a line. Let me know what I can do to make the listening experience better for you. Okay. Okay. The support and love does not go unnoticed. I just want you all to know that, and I truly appreciate it. Thank you all. I love you all. Keep it up. I'd like to thank everyone for your continued support over on social media. First, with Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two. If you haven't already, hit that like button and be a part of the madness that we're creating over there. Pictures, articles, debates, discussions, videos, anything that covers the glory days of pro wrestling, it's all over there for you to be a part of. And that same fun, that same Madness that we're creating over there. Well, you're kicking out a two crew membership that carries over to Twitter as well, because we're on Twitter. Our handle is at kicking out two. That's K-I-C-K-N O-U-T and the number two. The same madness, the same fun. That membership it applies over on Twitter, and it's with 140 characters or less. And speaking of Twitter. As of this recording, there's not too much time left to go over to Twitter and vote in our poll for which SummerSlam you would like for us to cover on the August 15th episode. There's four choices up there. And you can vote right now. We have SummerSlam 1988, the very first SummerSlam, which saw the mega powers of Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man take on the mega bucks of the Million Dollar Man and Andre the Giant. There's SummerSlam 1993, as Lex Luger and the Lex Express defended the honor of the United States of America, challenging Yokozuna for the WWF Championship. 1998 SummerSlam, we saw Triple H and The Rock face off in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title, and we also saw Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker go after it for the WWF Championship. You can vote for that show if you want us to cover that as well. And our fourth and final choice, SummerSlam 2010, which is most notable for the Nexus invasion, as Wade Barrett and the Nexus faced off against Team WWE led by John Cena in a seven-on-seven elimination match. So go over right now and vote on Twitter because the poll is gonna end very, very soon. Alright, next week, Justin comes back, he returns his triumphant return here to kicking out of two. And the two of us are going to give SummerSlam some more love as we are on the, uh, the road to SummerSlam and the 30th annual event coming up August the 19th from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. We're going to uh, compile a list of some of the more important figures in SummerSlam history. These individuals' SummerSlam resumes and their importance on the event itself. You know, WrestleMania is most known for individuals like Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker and, and other names that I you know are not coming to me right now off the top of my head, but SummerSlam doesn't get enough love, in my opinion, in our opinion here at Kicking Out of Two. And we're going to give it that love and hopefully do it justice next week on Kicking Out of Two. As, like I said, we compile a list, we go over some of their individual SummerSlam st- statistics, and then after we're all said and done with that list, Justin and I are going to, respectively, come up with our own Mount Rushmore of SummerSlams and give you the, the four names that have had the most impact on the SummerSlam event in its history. All right. I think I've covered it all. I covered social media. I covered SoundCloud and all your support. I covered the Twitter poll. I covered next week's show. I think it's time I, you know, lay the cover down on this show and give it the one, two, three. So, with that being said, I am Dave Rosenbluth, and until then, I will see you all next week.